Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. So, um, we are coming at you with another interview that we previously did. Uh, This interview was actually by Mr. Colin Parker. Mr. Colin, can you talk about this interview that you did? Yes, this interview is with a artist that we uh, appreciate very much that we've worked with a couple of times, um, not just on Culture Shock, but in the event that you've ever been out to our YouTube, if you've ever looked at any of our Let's Play games, like uh, we call those Scavengers Play, um, or maybe potentially a single player Sunday, um, anytime that you see some sort of icon up for us, uh, that art was done by um, Patrick, uh, but he goes by Yeah Pat. Um, yeah, Pat is a artist online that you can find, um, on Twitter. He is also, of course, yeah, Pat. So we do this little interview with him to talk about his process, to talk about, um, commissions, all sorts of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of really yeah. great material in here and, um, you can, uh, check that out. And, uh, in case you are interested in commissions and stuff like that, you can check out yapat.com. Um, and if you're in, at all curious as to what the uh, video portion of this was, you can also find that episode on Culture Shock on our YouTube. Um, but uh, why don't we cut over to Past Me and Yeah, Pat. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Culture Shock. My name is Colin Parker and today I am joined by none other than the Scavengers Network friend, Yeah Pat. How are you doing today, Pat? Hey, good. Yourself? I'm doing pretty darn good. I'm very excited about this. Um, this like You are literally the first person that we talked about when we uh, talked about making this show. We were nice. Like, oh, gotta get, we gotta get Pat on. <laughs> um, so, uh, just like... Uh, the interview with Mocha Jake, we talked about, um, you know, meeting him through whatever we call it. That's where Alex and I also met you. Right. Um, you know, we started talking about the show, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that, but like eventually that like expanded beyond that. Um, and when it was time to start this channel, we were like, we need icons. Like it's boring just to have our names up there, <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, so we turned to you. Um, and I really love these very, very much. Um, Thank you. like I make, I make sure to use those icons as often as I can. Um, so today I just have uh, just a few questions for you. Um, and I'm going to start off with, I think, kind of the most traditional question, um, which is, how did you get started? Just like just about every other artist's story, it's like I just was always drew as a kid and I just sort of never stopped. It's like it's just one of those things that came naturally to me and people told me I was good at it. So I just awesome. kind of kept doing it. And did you take, like, classes for it at any point, whether it was, like, an art class in, like, elementary school or beyond that, or are you 100% self-taught? I would say I'm, like, mostly self-taught. I did take, you know, there were classes in, like, elementary school before, like, arts classes started getting the boot, but, uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) middle school, I don't think I took any art classes in high school, but, you know, I don't feel like I learned too much about it. It was mostly just like, oh, yeah, paint this. But, like, not actually teaching you any fundamentals right. about design or anything. I did mm. go to college for two semesters to study fine art, just to give myself, like, the basics. And then I dropped out just because it wasn't for me. So, like, gotcha. I, I did learn some things there. But most of the stuff I learned is all self-taught and, like, looking up tutorials on the internet and stuff. Gotcha. Where did you go to, um, where did you go for those two semesters? I went to a TCC. They have an art program. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Like a city away. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been like on, I don't think I've actually been on the campus, but I've definitely passed by it a few times. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what is, uh, what would you say is like your favorite thing to draw? Whether that's like drawing things like, you know, the icon, like people, you know, or if it's like a character, like the, um, like when you guys did like the Monster Factory characters or. <laughs> um, it's definitely like character driven. It's like, I still need a lot of practice with like backgrounds and environments and stuff, but like I've, I always default to drawing like characters and specifically like faces, like, like exaggerated expressions and stuff. I just love that kind of stuff. It sort of harkens back to like, I used to watch a lot of Nickelodeon and stuff back in the day. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd see like goofy faces on like Rock was Modern Life or something. I'd be like, that's funny. I want to draw stuff <laughs> that that's funny. Awesome. Yeah, man. I, those were like the glory days. I feel like of, of <laughs> cartoons, not that there isn't good stuff still out there, but like, I don't know. Maybe that just is me being like an older man now. I'm like, Oh, you kids get off my cartoon lawn. Um, but uh when you sit down to draw, right, you know, what is your process? Like, how do you kind of, like, map out your session? Oh, boy. Um It's the same process every time. I always start with, like, a sketch. How I get to that is always different. It's like sometimes I just have an idea in my head of, like, I know I'm going to draw, like, this kind of pose or I'm going to draw this kind of character or whatever. Mm-hmm. How I get there is, like, always a a chore because sometimes I'll need to look up reference for like a pose that I can't get right. Or sometimes I'll look up a color palette I want to incorporate or other like visual cues like that. Yeah. Like I, a lot, a lot of my art, I like try to challenge myself with something be like, I want to do something with a patterned background or I want to try something with a dynamic pose. So like that's kind of where I start. I just have an image in my head that I just need to put into practice and like do something with. And then that's pretty cool pretty basic um, so stuff from that, there. I had like a sub question you mostly answered actually even within that one but really? so you're just to kind of I guess clarify a little bit so like when you sit down um you generally have kind of like a rough idea of like what you're like kind of ready to go do or is is it ever like you sit down and you just go well let's see what happens today you know like let's see what comes up naturally Oh here. boy no I I can't do that when I stare at a blank canvas I just it's too much pressure. I rarely I ever you. just open up a window and be like, I'm going to draw today and I don't know what I'm going to draw, but something's going to happen. It's like, I need to go in with a plan. <laughs> I totally hear you on that. I, that's why I like make notes and stuff like that. Like for interviews and everything like that. I can't just, I can't wing it. I'm not, yeah, not great at like winging questions. Um, so, uh, you do a show called the doodle cast with <laughs> another, you know, WWCI Twitter buddy, Jetpack <laughs> Braggin. Hell yeah. Um, so how was this show conceived? Um, uh, Jetpack Braggin, Sean, I never call him Jetpack Braggin. That feels yeah. weird. Uh, me and Sean met over Twitter and I introduced him to the show and like, we would, it's like, we were part of this, the, uh, whatever we call it community. Mm-hmm. And me and him just got to talking and we became really good friends and, we just, I can't remember how it happened. We just decided one day to be like, what if we did like some kind of podcast or something about art or whatever? And I guess the podcast idea really didn't go anywhere. But then we were like, what if we just did like an art stream? Is there any way we can do an art stream where both of our screens are shown at the same time? And we used Google Hangouts for it. And we've used different stuff since then. Mm-hmm. But it was just more of like an excuse to sort of hang out and draw together and just chill. So that brings up kind of two cool things for me. So the first one uh, was something that wasn't something I was already going to ask. 
I did not know this. I thought that you guys were friends before this. So you guys met through No, no, no. We, show? we were friends. We were oh, friends before oh. that. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I I must have... I think I just misunderstood what you were saying. Then. That's my bad. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, um, we, we met a couple years before. Okay. Um, but, like, it was through, like, that, like, community was, like, how this show, you're saying, was, like, kind of thought up of, almost? Uh... Or I guess just, like, talking not, more often from that? Is that... It is just, we sort of, we... I, w- I started listening to whatever we call it, and then I, sh- I like, showed it to him and be like, dude, you gotta listen to this, and that's when he, like, started drawing fan art with it, so it sort of just became a thing where, like, I'm drawing some fan art of the show, and he's drawing some fan art of the show. Gotcha, okay. So, now, that, we, now- we just both kind of got into the community. Right, now I'm on the same page. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I'm following you now. All right, um, so you were talking about using, like, Google Hangouts and some other things, so considering you guys are in different places. Yeah. And yet streaming onto one screen, how how do you guys actually do that? Because that part always, like, amazes <laughs> it, me that you oh make God. that work. It amazes us that we still do this show. It's such such a clusterfuck. Can I curse on this thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We I curse fi- all the time here. I figured I could. I just like when people in interviews cuss and then ask if they can cuss afterwards. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lord, so we started with Google Hangouts because it was the simplest thing because... Google Hangouts could be integrated into YouTube before YouTube had their own streaming thing. So you just recorded the whole thing and it just automatically plopped it into your YouTube channel. So we just created a YouTube channel and just recorded our Hangouts. But it be, it just became too complicated because Google Hangouts is really bad. <laughs> yeah. So we started using... Sean found this thing called appear.n appear.me i can't remember what it is it's some weird mm-hmm. website that basically does exactly what google hangouts does it so you can screen share and like get a bunch of different webcams of different people as long as they have like the room code they can all pop right. in so we started using that it's still kind of bad but and it's very iffy whenever we try to add a third person which is mm-hmm. when it gets complicated when we try to add a guest but it works better right. than Google Hangouts, so it's kind of that's how you we've... get the split screen, right? Yeah, so Sean okay. Sean is now the one who streams it. I used to stream it when we did it back on Google Hangouts because I understood it better. I haven't mm-hmm. used it in a year, so I don't know how it works anymore. But Sean took over the streaming duties. So he, like, created a layout for us with both of our screens, and then he captures his screen directly just off of his monitor, and then he captures my screen separately by capturing his internet screen his okay where my webcam is gotcha and then he he just puts it both into the thing and then he captures the chat and everything it's a very it's a mess (laughs) right and that sounds just like a lot of like uh map like almost like mapping basically kind of crazy um okay so uh the next question that i have is like kind of switching gears just a little bit um uh, you have a character that you've created named <laughs> Race Rabbit and like a subsequent property running around him. Um, and so, you know, you were talking about how much you like to do like characters and stuff like that. So, you know, what was, um, I guess the, the first question would be like, what was like the inspiration that like led to this, uh, this character? Um, it kind of goes back to like watching Nickelodeon stuff. Like I've, like ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to like have my own show. And I, I originally wanted to do animation, but animation just wasn't for me. And so I sort of fell into comics. So I just really wanted to do like a character driven, like, I'm, I imagine it as if it's like an episode every week. Of course, for a comic, it's going to be like issues every 
however right. often I do it. So, like, I just want to do, like, a fun cast of characters going on different adventures and telling funny jokes. That's cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. Um, and so then what is his, uh, like, story? Like, what's kind of, like, his background, I guess, that, like, I, I guess almost, like, his origin like, story of just, like, how, how, he, like, how he gets into that, like, let's go out and adventure. Oh, Lord, I have no idea. I'm still figuring that shit out. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm just right. creating the characters now, and the idea with this comic is I'm trying to challenge myself to actually tell a story. Because the mm-hmm. only comics I ever made were, like, gag-a-day, slice-of-life, like, you know, three panels, one, two, three, punchline type of stuff. And that's right. fine. I liked it. But I really wanted to experiment with drawing longer-form stories. So, um, that show was a really dumb idea, but, like, what if cartoon animals were in space? <laughs> so, I'm just <laughs> going to start with something simple to just be like, let's see if I can learn how to tell a story. So, Pat, um, before we continue on too much further, I just real quick wanted to ask you, um, so, uh, you know, what are we drawing today? You know, what are we, what are we looking at as we're listening to this interview? Um, and, you know, what was the general, like, inspiration, I guess, you know, for, for this drawing that you're creating for us today? Um, yeah, the inspiration for this picture was I saw this picture of Princess Peach or Princess Toadstool, as she was called back then. Um, from this old Super Mario Bros. cartoon. It was called, like, Super Super Mar- The Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3, which is a dumb name. And there's just this, this picture, I guess, from one of the episodes where she's wearing this big sweater and the ripped jeans and everything. I was just like, oh my god, that is such a look. I need to draw that. So I took it with my own interpretation and just added the 80s background because it was just like, this is an aesthetic. I need to draw this. So going back to what I was talking about earlier is like I go into a drawing with like an idea of like, oh, I want to draw like this 80s pattern since she's got like this look going on about her. So I just had to get that out of my system. So when you um, sit down to draw and stuff like that, what is the um, uh, because I know that you do like primarily like 99% uh, of your work on like digital Oh, yeah. Right. So what is your, you know, program of choice and what is like the tech that you use to do all this? Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. So for years, like you said, I do most of my stuff digital and I used like, um, a Wacom Intuos tablet. That's just a little tablet you sit on your desk and you kind of use it like a mouse pad where you draw with a pen and just look up at your screen. Mm-hmm. And I eventually got a Cintiq, which is those big pen displays. So it's basically like a monitor. You can see exactly what you're drawing and draw the pen directly on it. I love it. That's awesome. I recently picked up a Microsoft Surface Pro 4, mostly because I wanted to try to experiment with something that could be more portable, mm-hmm. and also because the Cintiq gets really, really hot <laughs> the, the longer you use it, and mm-hmm. that's I think, was a real catalyst for it, because this summer has just been so hot, and I realized yes. I... I just didn't have the motivation to draw as much as I used to because I just imagine, oh, God, I'm going to have to sit in front of that Cintiq for like an hour or two if I want to get something drawn. And it's just didn't appeal to me. So I was like, I'm not drawing as much as I used to. And I could just go to pen and paper, but yeah. <laughs> so I got the surface and that's kind of what I've been drawing most of my stuff on lately because it's just a bit more convenient for me. Awesome. I think that... um I could be wrong, but I think that uh, Jake also had just said something about getting a Surface Pro, which is interesting. So I guess that's really? like, that must be kind of like the next, 
thing, I guess, since it's like more portable, like you said, that, yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Um, and so, um, oh shoot, hang on. I had a follow up question. <laughs> um, hang on, sorry. Um, and, uh, Jerry, Jerry, edit this out. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, sorry. No. So when you use these, um, like tablets and stuff like that, is, is there like a, program that they use specifically mm. or do, are these things that connect into something else like photoshop or you know other right, right. um so with both the cintiq and the surface i it, they both run windows because the cintiq connects to my computer and all that and mm. my program of choice has always been clip studio paint formerly known as manga studio it's the, the best program i've ever used i used photoshop in like my early days of digital art and it was fine but it was so much working around because it's it's a photo editor. People have just right. found routeabout ways to make it make drawings, but it's <laughs> right. fine. People can do some awesome stuff with it. I just was not satisfied with it. When I found Manga Studio, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is actually made for making comics and illustrations. It's like it puts so much thought into like what an illustrator would want, and like every single tool can be customized to do exactly what you want. It's the level of like personalization you can add to it is just amazing. So that's been the only thing I've used for like years. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I re- I'm a big like fan of hearing what people's like tech and tech preferences are. Like I, I really enjoyed that kind of stuff probably because I like doing this sort of thing, like the whole editing and, you know, sitting down to make things work. Um, Hell yeah. So uh, I'll like go on YouTube binges and just like watch people's reviews of different like tech whether it's like different mm-hmm. tablets people use or the different programs even if it's something i don't think i'll ever use i like hearing people's opinions about stuff like i agree with that i i did that like just uh, just the other week like i sat down and like you know i i'm recently been getting more into film stuff but like i know i'm not gonna own like a broadcast level stuff like personally Um, and i was still like watching tech videos about broadcast level cameras and i was like i don't understand half of what they're saying but this is interesting (laughs) it's fascinating Um, you get lost in it yeah i i totally agree um and so uh my i just have a couple last like kind of uh uh, cleaning house i guess questions um (laughs) so if someone uh sees your work and is like, boy, howdy, I'd love to be an amazing artist like Pat. Uh, what advice would you give to them? Um, don't compare yourself to other artists. The best advice I like see going around is like, don't compare yourself to another person. Just compare yourself to the artist you were yesterday. It's like, as long as you are making improvements in your own stuff, don't worry about what other people are doing. It's okay to be inspired by other people, but if you keep comparing yourself, be like, oh, they're their stuff is so much better. My stuff's never going to live up. You're just going to make yourself miserable. Damn, that was actually like, <laughs> like I have actually never heard anyone necessarily like say that. I mean, I guess I kind of have, but like when you said that just now, I was like, man, I definitely do that all the time. <laughs> like huh. I follow a lot of artists on Twitter. So like I'm seeing yeah. like advice pop up like every day to like encourage young or like beginner artists. Right. Also listen um, to Bob Ross because he believes in you. yes oh i love bob ross i someday i would like to do like actually like go through an episode of that and like actually do like try oh follow along with them yeah yeah i just feel like that'd be lovely 
Oh, oil paint's so, so expensive, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> he's just so soothing, too. Like, I know. And we're just going to make a happy little, you know, bush over here. And, uh, you know, that We're going to draw a little mountain over here. You know what? Let's, exactly. Yeah, let's make another little mountain because everyone needs a friend. It's like, yeah, oh, Bob. Uh, like, Bob. <laughs> oh, my heart. Um, so if somebody wants to contact you for commission work, uh, where <laughs> would be the best place to reach you? Eh, find me on Twitter. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> I have awesome. social media other places, but Twitter's like the place you'll most likely find me. Awesome. Yeah. Twitter Twitter's a pretty great tool, honestly. That's how I found a lot of people like to talk to and um that's how we found you. So yep. <laughs> um thank you so much for joining us this week, Pat. Um as always, it's a pleasure to work with you. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Awesome. Um, so like he said earlier, uh, if you want to find him, you can find him at twitter.com slash yeah, Pat. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us this week here on Culture Shock. Um, we here at the Scavenge Network will see you here back. Nope. Let me try it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it. What do you think? I think so, too, since the interview just ended. <laughs> yes, and typically that's a sign that it's a good spot to leave it. So um, please be sure to check out... Oh, well, can we try that again? Yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it. What do you think? I think so, too. Yeah, Pat just walked out of the studio door. Hang on, and the door's closed. So, yeah, that's. I think <laughs> yeah, that's the ending. All Next right, I guess like. so. So, um, please be sure to check out the other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Culture Shock, our news, reviews, and interviews video series all about the arts world. Just like our previous episode with um, the interview with Sam Grezes, as Colin mentioned, this was from our interview series where we talked, mm-hmm. well, did the whole thing. Um, or if you're looking for other podcasts to try out our other great shows on the network, like Myth Takes. Hell yeah. Um, you can find that video series and others on our YouTube, which is youtube.com slash C for channel slash the scavengers network, or you can find our podcast wherever you choose to listen to your finer podcasts. Um, you can find a lot of that information as well on our website, which is www.scavengersnetwork.com. We're working to put episodes up on the website and everything. Um, so it's still slightly under construction, but uh, there's still a lot of really great material that you can look through and peruse while you're there. Um, And if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin, C-O-L-I-N-M, Parker, P-A-R-K-E-R. You can also find me on Twitter at A-Tail Zero or French at Music at A-T, not at sign. And you can find both of us at ScavengersNet. Um, and, uh, real quick before we go, since I've got your ear here, no, I don't want to say that. That's what Jeb says. Um... And since we're all here, real quick, let's give a quick thank you to Mr. Alex Taylor for the usage of our theme song, which you find at the beginning, middle, and end of this series. It's called It's a Um, Departure, Colin. Right. Uh, It's by The the Long Winters. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm Colin Barker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we'll see you on the Forbes listings.
Hey everybody, it's Colin one more time. Real quick, since this is kind of a shorter episode, I feel like this might be the perfect time to give a quick update. Um, Since recording this episode a couple weeks back with Alex to, like we said, prepare for the wedding and his move and everything like that that he's going through, in that time, uh, we have all kind of sat down and started thinking about, you know, what's the next step, you know, what are things that we're working on next And it seems as if Culture Shock um, is just a show that isn't really working out for us, um, both for our viewers and for us. And so we are going to be getting rid of that series, um, or at least just putting it on hiatus for the time being. Um, And because of that, we are going to be using some of those interviews uh, basically anytime that we are going to be out of town or anything like that. We're going to be using interviews from that series um, and maybe even reviews depending on, you know, how old the people involved are. Um, And we're going to be using those sometimes as sort of the episodes that we need here. It also works out because, you know, this show is also a show where we want to interview people as well. And both of the people that we've now had uh, interviews shown for here through the Culture Shock episodes that we've uh, thrown on to Journey Under 30, both of those people were under the age of 30. So it all kind of matches and works out pretty well there. Um, and so real quick though, before I go, let's talk about one last thing. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and read almost basically word for word. I'm going to skip around just a little bit probably. Um, but I'm going to read for you real quick, a post that I just put up online because I feel like this is probably the best way to say it, which is, Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood scavengers network, quote, big, beautiful boss, baby, end quote. Um, that's what Jordan Reed calls me. Um, here with a little message about what we're working on over the next few months. We are looking to do some live shows, travel, make merchandise, promote shows, and even launch a few new ones. However, time and money can truly be uh, factors that can be astounding obstacles. We would love to someday make this our full-time job, but for now, we're just asking for a little extra support to try and get a few new things rolling so we can continue to expand and grow. I am extremely proud of this group, and for those of you who have been here since the very beginning, like the video side of the company, we've certainly gone through a lot of changes, and we continue to experiment with new formats, new shows, and or miniseries, or like I said, potentially putting some shows on hiatus while we figure things out. Um, and in the podcast branch, each show is doing incredible things. I really could break it all down, but then this would all be like, you know, 20 minutes long. Uh, but I do wake up every day excited to see what is going to be posted, what's coming up next, etc. And shows like Myth Takes or when we did the Switcheroo of 2018, things like that help bring us all together and work together on fun things and do certain things outside of our normal formats and lives. So we are launching a Patreon account. And even if you only give $1 a month, it'll go a long way. And every tier does give you quite a lot of things. I'm not asking you to do it for me necessarily. I'm asking you to do it for all of the other people here on the network. Think about Alex, who makes a lot of music for multiple projects, right? Or maybe the Reeds, who travel around to check out as many haunted sites as they can. Or for Sam, who spends a lot of his time doing incredible levels of research on every state of the U.S., finding people from each one and then talking to them. Or, since we're still talking about research, let's talk about the Nelson sisters, who also do a wild amount of research on different uh, folks and topics each week to find some of the best folks in history. Or even Academy Outcasts, who also, once again, do research on every film that they then present. Um, Or maybe you just really love the folks that come together here to play games at Family Game Night. Maybe you just want to buy them some snacks. 
Maybe you just want to buy all of us a cup of coffee. It's up to you, but I do promise that if you do give, you will receive as well. Um, and there is a way to dictate which shows you listen to in case you're worried about that. Um, so, you know, just check us out um, at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Um, you know, I, again, I'm very proud of this network and I'm stoked to see what comes next. Every little bit helps and every single person that donates does get something out of it. And as we evolve and as our group grows, we can add even more magic to all that we do here. Thank you all for the support that we've had thus far. And we hope that this helps us bring even more incredible works for all of you to enjoy and absorb. And with that, we'll see you on the next episode.